0: Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Normally you'd hear me on 710 uh, WOR, the big number one talk station in New York. Uh, Sean will be back with us right now. Lou Dobbs. Now here's the smartest voice around. And by the way, if you're not listening to Lou Dobbs' new podcast, make sure you listen to this. The Great America Show, wherever you get your podcast, just type in Lou Dobbs and the Great America Show uh, will come up. Make sure you listen to it. Lou Dobbs, how you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks so much.
0: Hey, uh, every time there's a major crisis, Joe Biden makes a minute-and-a-half speech and thinks problem solved. So he made this speech about the oil-gas problem. He's going to release a, a gallon-and-a-half or something from the reserve. What is this going to do?
1: Well, it's not going to do much. And, I, you know, like you, I would guess that he doesn't know where the Strategic Petroleum Reserves actually are located or what they really hold <laughs> But one thing, no one did much math with the president because even he could understand that 50 million barrels of oil last this country. I mean, are you ready for the big solution, the tsunami of problem solving here?
2: Yeah. That's
1: two and a half days U.S. What? consumption. Uh, it what? is going to have a what we would call technically a negligible impact.
0: Well. But, you know, with the supply chain crisis, he went to that port in Baltimore and made a speech for 90 seconds and, again, thought, <laughs> problem solved. What goes through his head? Does he know this is not going to do anything? I have to. You know, it's hard. I've, certainly I'm the wrong
1: person to ask what he knows and what he doesn't. I would just say this. The president seems to know far less than he knows. And this is just not a solution. And whoever is uh, suggesting these stratagems for this president is not doing a very good job for him and in turn his poll numbers are you know he's down now to 36 percent as you well know Uh, nothing he is doing is turning out correct it's really time for him to perhaps take one or two additional days uh uh, you know leave to his home in delaware because it's not working in the nation's capital
0: uh Okay, he doesn't know where he is. He's bumping into walls, and but but the <laughs> wife seems kind of alert. Why doesn't she say to him, "You got to get some better advisors"? I, I
1: I have to believe that she may feel that it wouldn't be helpful. Uh, he is obviously dependent upon her to get across, you know, uh, the any room that he <laughs> happens to be in. And I don't know what her limits are or her, you know, possibilities are. But right now, she is a very important person in the nation because she is guiding the man who is supposed to be leading the nation.
0: Uh, And Lou Dobbs, if you screw up the supply of oil and the price of oil, what is that? That's not just gas at the pump. That ripples out into all sorts of costs, doesn't
1: it? It absolutely does. And we are now. Uh, watching the president of the United States beg, uh, as few presidents, uh, whether Nixon or Carter, uh, were begging before him. Uh, but begging OPEC doesn't look good, and the impact of that is, uh, frankly, more diminishment in the eyes of world leaders uh, about the you know as they look at this president, they have to wonder what in the world were Americans doing on November third, twenty twenty, to elect such a man. <laughs> We are the stock of the nation. I remember people talking about when Donald Trump, they were concerned about his mean tweets, of course, and they were so concerned about him offending people's uh, feelings, uh, whether it be in uh, Germany or France or uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, this president is really reduced to making the nation look like a, a complete uh, gathering of fools. And perhaps we are. Perhaps we are, Mark. Maybe we're just... We just have to recognize
0: who we are. Well, make sure you listen to Lou Dobbs' new podcast. It's called The Great America Show, Lou Dobbs' podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Now, listen, I understand it was very difficult to invent the iPhone or landing on the moon was complicated, but unloading ships, just taking the crates off a ship and <laughs> putting them on a truck, how did this get to be a problem nobody could solve?
1: Yeah, It got to be a problem because uh, we decided to go after Huawei, as you remember, uh, when those sanctions uh, finally bit this year, uh, the Chinese retaliated uh, and started having logistical problems. The fact is that uh, we are also watching the ports, uh, particularly of Long Beach and on the West Coast, uh, Long Beach, California, uh, the most important Asian uh, you know, shipping point for Asian goods. Uh, they have been slow and very, very slow to react. And uh, the fact of the matter is the Chinese are, in my judgment, making it very clear uh, that we are dependent upon them without uh, without doing anything with the pharmaceuticals, of which, of course, we're dependent for 97% of those pharmaceuticals. Uh, we're dependent upon China and all of Asia for 100% of our clothing. Uh, it's, it's, they're sending a very loud signal that the United States, no matter how rambunctious we want to get, Uh, If they throw the uh, spigot, uh, we are (laughs) we are out of luck Mm. and a very big lesson uh, for this president.
0: Uh, Lou Dobbs, I remember you wrote some great books about this whole problem of just outsourcing everything now. And you said uh, stuff like this, all of our uh, serious medicine that we need is made in China. Vital stuff. uh, How did we ever get in a situation like this?
1: Well, our, our geniuses who run corporate America, big business, U.S. multinationals, the Chamber of Commerce Business Roundtable, all of them decided, got together with Wall Street and decided what a good idea it would be to, to find cheap foreign labor markets and send the jobs, uh, middle class jobs to those markets and save a lot of money. They didn't care who they hurt, and they hurt millions of Americans, and they didn't care what the result was, and they hollowed out our factories and our production facilities all across this country, as you well know, and at the same time uh, put together a trillion-dollar foundation for the development of the world's largest communist nation, uh, the People's Republic of China. Stunning stupidity and uh, mindlessness for which we are still
0: paying a very high price, and the price may go up. And that same group and all the globalists, they're the ones that want the border wide open because that's cheap labor in this country, right? Surely,
1: they want that border open so that sex traffickers, human smugglers, drug smugglers can continue to do business. And we've had people concerned about gun safety, and rightly so. That's appropriate. But the fact is we have 100,000 people dying in this country as a result of the fentanyl, the heroin, uh, the methamphetamines that cross that border every year. A hundred thousand Americans died in the past year, Mark. And there's not a peep. We have demonstrations on the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, but we don't have a single peep coming out of the White House or the or Capitol Hill about the mindless loss of life and what that means to the country's future when we when we lose those predominantly young people who never get to fulfill their their destinies.
0: so But Democrats always go too far. And these woke progressives, uh, this uh, defund the police. Now, I'm watching MSNBC today. I don't know why, but it's uh, uh, the (laughs) guest. You're you're (laughs) a tough man, Mark. uh, But the guest, uh, whatever wacky uh, congressman, closed the federal prison, must close all federal prisons. And the anchor is nodding as if (laughs) this is (laughs) (laughs) where is this? in that particular world that they've created for themselves at MSNBC
1: and, of course, uh, in the Democratic caucus uh, uh, on Capitol Hill. All of that makes great internal sense because it's not tested by reality. There is no uh, certain uh, challenge by logic. Uh, These people are out of their minds. There was a great report today uh, that... (laughs) <laughs> ABC News in uh, San Francisco had talked to some experts on language and where they were doing these smash and grabs, as you know, in San Francisco. They said, you must be careful. It was a caution, they said. Don't use the word looting. <laughs> I, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out who would be offended. <laughs> looters, except the looters. And if it's a looter, why would you care? What do you want to be called? A pillager? A plunderer? <laughs> Uh, what what name would you like us to apply? Uh, this is the world the left li- lives in, and it's the world they want us to join. Uh, and most of us are pretty reluctant to do that.
0: Well, I wouldn't call them looters. I would call them undocumented shoppers. <laughs> that would work
1: perfectly. It's done so much for immigration, right? So, uh,
0: But you understand this country in between Beverly Hills and uh, Manhattan. There's a whole country. Don't they look at this looting and uh, no police and say this has got to stop? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think that is exactly what they're saying. When 70% of the country says this country is headed in the wrong direction and they've made that determination when a president has been in office by just about 10 months, uh, when they're making that determination, they're also judging the president and his approval rating has plummeted to 36%. And the only, the only comfort I can see for President Biden anywhere is Kamala Harris who has an even lower <laughs> approval rating, an incredible 28%. Uh, it, it, it's stunning stuff, this world that uh, that was created on November 3rd.
0: So, like a lot of people, I thought there was a mastermind behind this Obama thing, somebody running things, pulling the strings, maybe Obama, maybe some George Soros type. I, I now believe there's no mastermind at all. It's just these idiots. <laughs> or,
1: uh, <laughs> well, I...
0: I'm like you. If you
1: can find a mastermind, I'd sure like to meet the person uh, because uh, this, if this is the mastermind that speaks poorly of the IQs for the rest of us, uh, this is a, a disastrous, disastrous path that we're on. And to think that it was orchestrated by a mastermind, the only one I could think of who would likely qualify would be Barack Obama because he had the great judgment and foresight to put Joe Biden in as his vice president which was obviously the greatest political insurance policy any yeah. <laughs> president could ever have put together until until Joe Biden selects Kamala Harris.
2: Yeah. Now
1: that, that is legacy upon legacy of great political judgment.
0: So what do you think really happened? The Business Roundtable, the Chamber of Commerce, the tech guy, every big powerful force said, let's just get a moron, put him in, he'll do what we tell him?
1: I, I think that they have done. If that was not their plan... <laughs> it's worked splendidly either way. Uh, and, and his uh, natural affection uh, and, uh, if you will, obsequiousness toward Xi Jinping w- works perfectly for Wall Street and corporate America, the U.S. multinationals, because they want to be as uh, – if, if they want to defer as much as possible to China, because uh. that market is so much larger than ours that they obviously have given priority to China rather than to the home nation poor little america and our and our quaint provincial views about liberty personal freedom capitalist uh, uh, economics and of course uh, a heritage of opportunity and equality for all not to not to uh yeah. not to find a point on it china wins that one big wow.
0: well if you want to hear more listen to lou Dobbs. he's got a great new podcast uh, just go to wherever you get podcasts. Just type in Lou Dobbs' name into any podcast site and get The Great America Show, Lou Dobbs' great new podcast. And Lou Dobbs, thanks for being with us.
1: Mark Simone, thank you for
0: inviting me. I appreciate right. it. to talk with you. Take care. Uh, and as long as you're at all those podcast sites, you can listen to me. Uh, my, my podcast is there. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. Make sure you go to hannity.com and we'll take some calls in a minute also we got some breaking news coming up government's got problems he's got solutions america listens to the sean hannity show Hey, it's the Sean Hannity Show. It's Mark Simone here for Sean, 1-800-941-SEAN. Hey, let me give out the White House number. Why why do you have this White House number here?
3: It's very subtle. We just ask our audience, and they're wonderful people, to be polite and respectful. And and to call Joe and remind him where he is first. Be very polite. Joe, Uh, you're in the White House. Some people think you're the president, just so you know you are. And uh, this is uh, how we feel about your defamation against Kyle Rittenhouse. And we think you should be sued.
0: Call the White House, 202- Four five six one 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 one. That's the White House number. Say it again for good measure. Linda think it's two thousand twenty one. I'm just saying. You could look up the number of the White House.
3: Maybe they can't. Maybe okay. you know I don't
0: know. It's
3: a thing of beauty when you say it.
0: Uh, somebody will answer and say White House, good afternoon. And Hello? then you say
3: it's not free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What you should say is, uh, "What do you say? Is Joe Biden in? Where's he going to be? Hi. He's going to leave.
3: Does Joe live there?
0: <laughs> no. No. What do you? Is Joe home? No. Be no no. Bad be respectful. Calls. Be respectful.
3: Hello, I would like to make a comment in regards to POTUS and his defamation against an innocent citizen who has been eradicated of all charges following our justice system's due process.
0: And this is going to accomplish what?
3: I think it'll be very annoying to them, at the very least, which okay. to me is something.
0: You go ahead. they got nothing else to do over there. Come on. Oh, well, let's take this call. Jerry from Kingsville, Maryland. Jerry has been hanging on two hours and 12 minutes. What kind of nut would hang on two hours? And... Hey, Jerry, good to hear from you. How are you? I got I got to be nuts. <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> what? hell? <laughs> oh, I hear music. Uh,
1: <laughs> the, the story about Brian you know Laundrie has, has me intrigued. Yeah. They, they discovered the, the remains and his and his possessions over a month ago. They did an initial autopsy, but it was inconclusive. Somehow, the hole in the head and or the bullet in the skull yeah. wasn't good enough for them. And 30 is a... days later, they, they can say, yes, we say
0: he committed suicide. Uh, all right. I... That's a brilliant point. I'm glad you hung on. What the hell did he say? No, that was brilliant. Jerry, call again. Oh, when we come back. Now, this January 6th commission, this is the fakest, phoniest thing ever. Some breaking news coming up about the commission. Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. So this uh, January 6th commission, which is uh, every uh, just horrible person in uh, Washington, from Liz Cheney to uh, just an awful commission. They're trying to criminalize uh, anybody supporting Trump. And the subpoenas are flying out for everybody. How does Bernie Carrick get on this list well according to the bob woodward book he was having a secret meeting in washington the uh, uh the day before january 6 well let's turn to john solomon the great reporter editor-in-chief of justthenews.com john solomon how you doing i'm good to god to be with you well uh so bernie carrick how does he get a subpoena well listen and by the time it's done I, I democrats
2: say they're against ar-15s except when it comes to subpoenas they shoot yeah. them everywhere they're hitting everybody So here's what we learned. Um, Two weeks ago they dropped a subpoena on Bernie Kerik and normally the goal of a congressional committee with a subpoena is just to neutrally ask for evidence. Give me the evidence and we'll check it out. Here they decided they were going to use it, politicize it, and make an allegation in the request for the subpoena. You don't normally see that here. So they make a very specific allegation. Bernie Carrick, we're subpoenaing you because you attended a meeting on January 5th at the uh, Willard Hotel the day before the riots. And we believe you were plotting with other people to overthrow the election results. And there's only, and they actually attribute the information. They attribute it to Bob Woodward's new book, Out Peril. There's only two problems with the allegation that they made. And that first off, Bernie Carrick was not in Washington, D.C. He was <laughs> 300 miles away in New York City. We have his toll booth and cell phone ping records. Yeah. He left on the 4th, didn't come back to the 6th. But here's a bigger problem. They attributed it to Bob Woodward's book. I read the entire book. I called Bob Woodward. I interviewed him. Bob Woodward does not make an allegation in his book that Bernie Kerrick was at any meeting on the 5th, attended anything. In fact, Bernie Carrick's name doesn't show up in the book. The Democrats made up this allegation whole cloth.
0: How could you make such a glaring mistake? How could you not think you'd get caught? We've been asking for 24 and 48 hours, but
2: I guess hey, if Christopher Steele could get away for it for two or three or four years, maybe they maybe they're trying something new. No one in the media dare challenge us. We were the first people to start asking questions about it, and uh, Bob Woodward didn't even know that he was being blamed for the allegation in the in the subpoena. When I called him, he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." They somebody made a really bad mistake. Someone made up something. There is no explanation. We understand that there's been an exchange of letters today between the committee and uh, Bernie Carrick's lawyers. We're trying to get our hands on that. And as soon as we have that, we'll break that news out.
0: Well, and this idiotic commission, the other subpoenas, are the Roger Stone, the Proud Boys, the... uh Oh yep. well, Where do they expect to go with all this? What do they expect to get out of this? You know, it's unclear what their
2: strategy is. Sometimes it looks like the subpoena is the only news that they can generate. Oh, we did something on process today, but you know, at the end of the day, I think what Americans really want to know and what the value of this commission could have been was just like after nine eleven, how did the Capitol get breached and how can we make sure it never happens again? But none of those people are really in the in the focal point of these subpoenas or in the investigation. Everything is. Who can we shame Donald Trump with today? Who can we try to tie to Donald Trump on this? And, you know, Bertie Carrick says, I I don't know anything that went on in the Capitol. I wasn't in the Capitol. But, you know, he gets subpoenaed. I think it's very frustrating for everyday Americans to see their taxpayers, uh, money wasted on this, and
0: not get the thing that really would matter, which is how can we better protect the Capitol so it never happens again? You know, about two months ago, it didn't get reported much, but... On a Friday night, the FBI released the official report, and they found there was absolutely no coordination of anything for the January sixth yep. riot. Uh, shouldn't not that like, it, spontaneous riot, which should trouble us that something so spontaneous
2: overran the Capitol, which we've given tens of millions of dollars of security to a year, there's a real public interest issue here. It's not the one that the Democrats and Lindsey Cheney are trying to give the American public.
0: Now, has there ever been anything in history where you have a videotape of every second of everything that happened? You could just run the whole riot on video. What, what, what is there to investigate? We can see what happened.
2: Yeah, and listen, And there's some interesting questions that Republicans have asked. You know, really thoughtful Republicans like Devin Nunes. I'd like to know who smashed the windows. Who smashed the windows? Because that's what a lot of people in the building in some cases. We can't get answers to really basic things like that. Meanwhile, you know, we're seeing uh, the subpoenas and accusations and counter accusations. And uh, uh, sadly, the American people probably are not going to learn what they want out of this. And it will just be another Adam Schiff production that ultimately turns out to fizzle out like
0: this subpoena. Now, uh, everybody involved, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Capitol, Capitol Police, they knew, right, that there was a massive demonstration involving hundreds of thousands of people coming. That was known. That's right. So time to prepare. Uh, but preparation, uh, as any uh, expert would say, first thing you do is you set up a perimeter, usually a block, sometimes two blocks away, that can't be crossed. We use National Guard, use police cars, whatever. There was no perimeter. There that, was. So
2: There was nothing. Nope. It, it, listen, there, there was – and here's an amazing thing. Remember the storyline that the first – round of the January 6th commission hearings gave us. Donald Trump could have sent us the National Guard troops on January 6th, but he intentionally held it back and left all of us in jeopardy, quaking under our desks. There's only one problem. Now, six months or five months after that claim, the Inspector General of the Pentagon came out and said, Donald Trump's team moved with lightning speed. They did it within seconds. And Oh, by the way, Donald Trump's team offered the committee of the, the Capitol uh, and Nancy Pelosi's office and the House sergeant access to the National Guard troops Two days early so the another storyline of the democrats everything has been designed to throw the blame on donald trump and deflect away from the mayor of the capitol the mayor of the capitol isn't donald trump the mayor of the capitol is house speaker nancy pelosi she has done everything to make a hearing here that doesn't focus any attention on her decision making and i think that's unfortunate to the american
0: people hey another thing is uh, we're talking john solomon you should check his website justthenews.com uh John Solomon, the Justice Department has filed all 1,200 charges against the 435 people they've arrested. There's nobody being charged with insurrection. It's uh, (laughs) disorderly conduct, unlawful entry. That's it. It's official, right? There was no insurrection.
2: And yet, over and time again, the media continues to call it an insurrection. I think it's a travesty of my profession that they continue to misuse words like that. Was it a riot? Was it, it looked a lot like the summer protests. you know, and, and we didn't call those insurrections, right? We didn't call Code Pink when they interrupted hearings during the, uh, uh, the uh, various hearings over the years or the people who interrupted the uh, Kavanaugh hearings. We didn't call them insurrections, though they did interrupt a congressional proceeding This wasn't an insurrection by legal definition or even Webster's definition. Somebody, in the Democratic machinery, came up with that concept and fed it to the media. And just like the drones that they've been since Russia collusion, they went out with it. And everybody started using it, including, I think, in some cases, Fox News uses it. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't meet the definition of what happened.
0: If you wanted to have an insurrection, it wouldn't be taking over. the. You could take the whole Capitol building, seize it, never give it back. And that wouldn't change anything. Congress would just meet the next day somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, uh, it doesn't seem even when they do meet, they get a lot
2: done, right? So yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> one of the, the frustrations of the American people. But you know, listen, a lot of people made bad decisions that day. They deserve the accountability that they've gotten. But we, uh, ex- exposing this out to something it wasn't is the game that Democrats have played since Russia collusion in the summer of 2016. They just keep making up stories. Ukraine, uh, Lafayette Square, Russia bounties. Uh, uh, hey, Kyle Rittenhouse, until his trial, was a white supremacist who, sh- who shot his gun 60 times uh, without any provocation. You find out he didn't fire it 60 times. He wasn't a white supremacist. And, oh, someone pointed a gun at him first. The media has become a laughing stock in the, the, the American public's conscience because they know how many times now we've gotten it wrong.
0: So you got 535 riots, far more violent, many of them far more violent. Uh, last year how many people have been arrested or thrown in jail for that uh, nobody you know,
2: there's been dozens but also been a lot of people whose charges have been dropped remember our vice president and her team was raising money to bail out the very people who were destroying the city of minneapolis after the george floyd protest began uh, the double standard the hypocrisy is beyond even words i can find in the dictionary and yet the media just keeps going to this. So there, there was nothing wrong they were freedom fighters and uh, racial justice uh, fighters when it came to destroying cities last summer, and then they're somehow insurrectionists on January 6th. The American people are so smart. You can't, you can't pull this over their eyes. They know that there's a, a thumb on the scale of media coverage, and they've ignored it. They don't take it seriously anymore. That's why CNN is in such grave danger at losing its audience.
0: Hey, so. Um- Liz Cheney and this commission, are they like those Japanese soldiers? They found them like three years after World War II who were still (laughs) fighting, didn't know the war was over. Is that what this Uh, is?
2: Liz Cheney might want to get home and fight the war back home because Harriet Hageman is going to give her a run for money in that primary. And, you know, I had Harriet Hageman on one of my uh, podcasts recently, and she has a very interesting line that I think is going to play in Wyoming, which is Liz Cheney is such a creature of Washington. She didn't even want to be on the House Natural Resources Committee, which would benefit Wyoming. She wanted to be on the Armed Services Committee so she could control bases in Virginia where she lives. You're going to hear a lot of Liz Cheney is a swamp creature, and uh, Harriet Hagaman is a uh, you know a true Wyoming, worried about Wyoming. Liz Cheney better stop worrying about January 6th and get back home, because she, she's in deep trouble there.
0: Wow. Well, uh, it's a great site. You should check this all the time, justthenews.com. It's John Solomon's site, justthenews.com. Great work, as always. John Solomon, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right. Take care. <laughs> this is January 6th, Commission. will go on and on and on Liz Cheney's children will be sitting on this commission when they'll never end. They'll never find anything. Hey, we'll take some calls when we come back. It's uh, 800-941-SEAN. 800-941-SEAN. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Check out Hannity.com and, of course, 9 o'clock, Fox News Channel, Hannity every night. Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Oh, to me, uh, is this a long show? <laughs> No, you know. Uh,
3: I thought you were having a good time. I'm
0: having a great time,
3: but you already put your coat on. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, it was cold. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm on uh, ten to noon every day. That's two hours. This is three hours. I didn't realize that extra hour has a uh, gets you after it makes a, while. a difference. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's take some calls. Let's go to uh, Steve in Daytona Beach, Florida. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for calling up. Uh, so uh, I want to show
1: my support for the Rittenhouse verdict. Yeah. And also, I uh, posted on Facebook. I said, you know, justice has been served. How Rittenhouse found not guilty. They banned my account for life.
0: They are crazy at that Facebook. It happened to me. Now, I have a, besides a profile, I have a Facebook page. And I always check the analytics. It used to do like 5 million views a month. Now it does about 50,000 views a month. Now, how do you think that happened? <laughs> or take Twitter. Uh, I kept gaining followers, and then all of a sudden it froze, like at 173,000. One day, I got retweeted twice in one day by the President of the United States, and I lost a 100 followers. Now, is that mathematically possible? I don't think so. And again, I always check the analytics. I used to do 18 million impressions a month. Yeah, and now, the last time I checked, it was like $1 million. Now, how does that happen?
3: <laughs> you know what's really sad that Steve makes a point is here's a guy, right, makes a post, makes a comment. Everything is gone. All his pictures, all his videos, they're gone. Yeah. He can't get them back.
0: Can't get them back. Now, when I froze on the Twitter, I thought, the, but I remember, I, I was on Lou Dobbs. I asked Lou Dobbs. Same thing happened to him. I asked every uh, pro-Trump, everybody on the air, same thing happened to everybody once. The followers, everything just froze that's why i keep telling you follow me on instagram it's the only thing they don't fool around with
3: and you have great pictures of food
0: i got pictures of food sunsets sunsets
3: locations
0: i have pictures of uh everything up there mark the guy mark simone nyc at uh instagram and i'm gonna go more food because i'm reading this article bobby flay he couldn't come to a deal with the food network and he just re-signed 30 million dollars uh new contract, Food Network. Now, we come on here, we talk about inflation and politics and strategic oil, petroleum. Res- this guy makes a hamburger $30 million a year.
3: Been- <laughs> I don't think he's just making a hamburger. Well, Tell
0: me what he does what I mean, the, oh listen, he makes a steak too listen
3: some people talk about politics and some people have an entertaining way of talking about politics you would be entertaining it's not just politics right
0: okay you but know this guy he's been on 30 years on are the you food saying network. you want a cooking show mark uh, do you want to you know show? i actually used to be on the food network the first year yeah i was <laughs> i forgot are you serious that. yeah it was different the first year what before. were you making uh well i was on the, they had talk shows back then but um this Bobby Flay's been on 30 years. That's what, like, let's say it's 3,000 shows. Wouldn't you think he's cooked everything five times?
3: Listen, the good thing is, is nobody remembers from the first 15, so he's just going to do it over again.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the hamburger is, uh, here's, here's, <laughs> you know, here's where you turn it over. I don't care what they show you. It's, uh, and they act like it's nothing. Look how easy it takes five minutes. Meantime, every day turn around there's the onions all chopped up in a little dish and then there's everything else chopped somebody did like an hour and a half of prep work they don't tell you about
3: <laughs> actually I have a really weird story one of the other women on that show she spits all the food out in between the commercials so she doesn't gain any weight that person shall remain nameless
0: uh-oh well you said she okay that narrows it down yeah it's
3: a little strange
0: uh all right 30 million can you imagine this just I could imagine oh, okay like well- to have that uh, luckily, I mean, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, Sean will be back. Uh, don't forget, watch Hannity every uh, weeknight, 9 o'clock, Fox News Channel. And check out the website, Hannity.com. Uh, there's great stories there every day. And uh, it's uh, Sean at SeanHannity at Twitter. It's Mark Simone NY at Twitter. I want everybody to follow me because that way it'll make these Twitter idiots have to work all night removing them. <laughs> it'll keep these cubicle <laughs> idiots in uh, Silicon Valley busy removing them. Uh, and it's Mark Simone NYC on uh, Instagram. Hey, you can listen to me on uh, 710WOR or the podcast. So, but uh, also, Hannity's podcast.
3: com. We also have at Sean Hannity on Twitter. We have lots of great stories up there. We're going to have you back in December, so you'll be able to drive everybody crazy one more time in December. Oh, okay. I think it'll and, be super fun.
0: And I'll see you later. Thanks for listening.